You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about running a gauntlet and about people saying had went instead of had gone. And I have a Japanese-inspired familect story at the end. Let's get started. There's a big park where a lot of people hang out right across the street from my condo. So the other day, I said I feel like I'm running a gauntlet every time I step out my front door to go for a walk. I usually have to go through a big crowd before I can get to the quieter neighborhood where I like to walk. So that's annoying. But the bright side is that describing the problem reminded me of the interesting usage debate about the word gauntlet. Here's the problem. Some American-style guides recommend gantlet in the phrase most of us would say or write, run the gauntlet. Some people say gauntlet and gantlet have different origins, and that a gauntlet is only a glove, and a gantlet is only a path lined with attackers. Therefore, you throw down the gauntlet, a glove, to challenge someone, and pick up the gauntlet, again a glove, to accept a challenge, but you run the gantlet, a course or path. But Merriam-Webster's Dictionary of English Usage dug into the etymology and found that the distinction isn't all that clear. Although the two words are usually pronounced differently today, early on, gantlet and gauntlet were simply two different ways to spell the same word. The Merriam-Webster editors found no reason gantlet emerged as the preferred spelling in the United States in the phrase, run the gantlet. But they note that it never happened in British English. And when I checked, I found that the Oxford English Dictionary doesn't even include an entry for gantlet. That only appears as a spelling variant in the gauntlet entry. The Merriam-Webster editors are actually quite emphatic, addressing the idea that the two words have separate origins by stating, quote, this argument is mistaken, unquote, and that the two words are, quote, spelling variants, pure and simple, unquote. In fact, the editors even suggest it might be their fault that the two versions took on different meanings in American English, because one of the early Merriam-Webster dictionaries made the distinction for reasons they now can't pinpoint and say they regret. Unfortunately, the Associated Press stylebook still supports using gauntlet to mean a glove and gantlet to describe the path you run down while being accosted by enemies. They want you to use the phrase, run the gantlet, instead of run the gauntlet. However, in the past, the AP editors have said they bow to common usage. For example, when they changed their recommendation from email with a hyphen to email without a hyphen. And I don't expect them to uphold the gantlet-gauntlet distinction much longer. Garner's Modern English Usage reported that run the gauntlet was 11 times more common than run the gantlet and universally accepted when the newest edition of that book was published in 2016. 
Also, I've seen reports from at least two large newspapers saying they get mail chiding them when they print run the gantlet because readers think it's wrong. And other sources have already come around. For example, the 16th edition of the Chicago Manual of Style half-heartedly upheld the distinction, but the most recent 17th edition says it's fine to write run the gauntlet and concludes that, quote, efforts to separate the terms have run their grueling course, unquote. So unless you're following a style guide that requires gauntlet, use gauntlet when you're talking about running down a lane while being attacked. If you use gantlet, you run a real risk of being viewed as incorrect, or at least of being precious in the sense of trying too hard to seem refined and not in the sense of being much loved. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules? only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life, well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries. So you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life, which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and bestselling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart 
every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi. Next, I have a segment by Ben Yagoda about the phrase, had went. Interviewed on NPR's Fresh Air in 2018, the actor and director Jonah Hill was talking about his childhood obsession with movies. I had ran through so many films, he said. In a 2017 interview also on NPR, the director Brian Fogel talked about Grigory Rodchenkov, a Russian doctor who masterminded the doping of athletes at the Sochi Winter Olympics. What happened at Sochi he was incredibly upset about because he had went from being a scientist, meaning his whole life is, yes, it's, it's doing the exact opposite of what he should be doing, but he was using science to beat the system. You may see what Hill and Fogel were doing grammatically. They were using the preterite, the simple past tense, such as ran and went, instead of the past participle, such as run and gone. But this is by no means a new thing. Writing in 1781, John Witherspoon decried what he called vulgarisms, had fell, had rose, had broke, had threw, and had drew. Such constructions have long flourished in the American vernacular. Joseph Whitehouse, a Virginian on the Lewis and Clark expedition, wrote in his journal, At this run, we were met by Robert Fields, one of the party that had went with Captain Clark. A line of testimony in an 1870 murder trial went, I had a laugh as to how I had went through the arrangement. And the narrator of William Faulkner's 1931 novella, Spotted Horses, says, Flem had done already disappeared. He had went to see his wife. Often, a double substitution is made, with the participle being used instead of the preterite. She gone home. Or as in the lyrics of Frankie and Johnny, he'd done her wrong. In the fourth edition of The American Language, published in 1936, H.L. Mencken notes, The substitution of the preterite for the participle seems to me to be increasing of late, and such striking examples as how old of a cat have you ever saw are surely not uncommon. He remarks that Ring Lardner's unlettered letter-writing ball player Jack Keefe in You Know Me Al favors have wrote, have ate, have went, have drank, etc., etc. For example, I says, do you suppose the people over there has heard about me? And he says, sure, because they have wrote a lot of letters asking me to be sure and bring you and Matthewson along. All the characters and people I've quoted are white, but the construction is also a feature of African-American vernacular English. In her dissertation, The Evolution of AAVE in a Rural Texas Community from 1995, Patricia Sukor Avila quotes an informant using both had went and had took. Because we had went to, one day my mom had took us out to eat, we had went to, to go eat. Then we had went to the mall, then we had went to quick as a flash. And in a 2012 interview, the African-American former baseball player Dennis Oilcan Boyd said, Some of the best games I've ever, ever pitched in the major leagues, I stayed up all night. I'd say two-thirds of them. If I had went to bed, I would have won 150 ball games in the time span that I played. I believe the substitution is still increasing, as Mencken perceived it to be in 1936 with the added wrinkle that it's currently seen not only in speech, but in various kinds of online writing, although it's still virtually absent in published and edited work other than in dialogue. 
Another difference is that it's showing up among unexpected people. Jonah Hill and Brian Fogel are city-born white men who both went to the University of Colorado. And friends who are college teachers report the preterite for participle substitution is increasingly showing up in student papers. Some of this is probably due to white kids mimicking the lingo they've heard from rappers. But that's not the whole explanation. This construction just seems to be in the air. The global corpus of web-based English, consisting of about 1.9 billion words published online in 2012 and 2013, shows the geographical distribution of hills had ran, with the highest popularity in Ireland, followed by Great Britain and the United States, and then Canada. In a seven-hour span, I found some examples on Twitter, too. Three are from the U.S., one is from Japan, and two are from Britain. Hadran turns up an awful lot in football contexts. I've never said had went or had ran, but I'd like to quite a lot. The quote-unquote mistake just feels somehow stronger and more emphatic than the standard version. If I had gone outside this afternoon, I would have sweated bullets. That seems tame. If I had went outside this afternoon, I would have sweat bullets. Now that seems vivid and crisp. So when the conversational time seems right, I may just try to work a preterite into a participle slot. I bet Ring Lardner and Jonah Hill would approve. That segment was written by Ben Yagoda, author of How to Not Write Bad, About Town, The New Yorker and the World It Made, and many other books. You can find out more about him at benyagoda.com and on Twitter, where he is B. Yagoda. Finally, I have a familect story from Jeff. Hi, Grammar Girl. This is Jeff Diamond from the great state of Utah. When my wife and I and my kids were living in Japan, we came up with a few family words of our own. They are little fun ones that evolved from the Japanese language. Uh, The first one is womp. We brought this one from the word wampaku, which means naughty, like naughty children. Um, We use this one still to describe our children, which uh, unfortunately applies all too often. The second one uh, is momenne, which uh, was originally a mispronunciation on the part of my son. Uh, He was trying to say gomenne, which just means I'm sorry, and it came out of his two-year-old's mouth as momenne, and it stuck. And he's now almost nine years old, and we still use it on a daily basis. This is just a one of a few dozen words that we still use each day, but uh, these are probably the best ones that we have. Anyway, love the show. Thank you for uh, continuing to put it on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Jeff. If I remember correctly, that is the first story I've had of people coming up with familect words from living abroad, but it seems like it would be kind of common. If you want to call and leave a voicemail with the story of a word your family and only your family uses, your familect, the number is 833214-GIRL. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all the Grammar Girl articles at the home of my network, quickanddirtytips.com. We have so many now that I've lost track. There are many hundreds, maybe even more than a thousand. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sems, and that's all. Thanks for listening.
Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart, every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.